So, it was the uh, spring semester of my freshman year in college, and I was a student at that time at Phoenix Community College, which happens to be in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was taking a marine biology course. I want to let that sink in. Some of you are getting it. Marine biology in the middle of the desert. So I was taking this marine biology course, and it was during one of the labs, and I um, was at a table with, three other pe- with two other people. Uh, across from me was this super cute redhead um, that I regret not asking out later on. Um, to the right of me, at the, at the end of the table, was this guy who, I don't know, the best way to describe him is, I think he was kind of like from the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah. You pack Northwest people know what I'm talking about. You know that guy, he's like the granola eater and the tree hugger type, <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about? Did I just offend all of you pack Northwest people, right? I, I know, that's stereotyping. You don't all eat granola. Um, anyway, so uh, the redhead, she was a Christian like myself, and granola guy, was a self-proclaimed agnostic. And so we were having a discussion about the truthfulness of Christianity and talking about you know, evidence and we were talking about science and God and what have you. And um, at one point in time uh, in the conversation, uh, kind of what was wrapping up, granola guy was getting up to go do something. I don't know what he was gonna go do. And uh, he said this, he said, well, you know what, I figure that when I'm kind of like old and gray, I'll have this all worked out and figured out at that point in time. And then he, he left to go do something. And I remember turning to the redhead, and I said to her, but what if he doesn't live that long? What if he doesn't live that long? So some people, like the granola guy, kind of view Christianity, or I rather should say they kind of reduce Christianity as to this idea of afterlife insurance, right? It's something that maybe I get coverage at the end of life, something that I get right before I flatline, right before I take my last breath. Woo! Got it. There are some also well-meaning Christians that also tend to reduce Christianity this way as well as just afterlife insurance. I got Jesus in my life, I got my get-out-of-hell-free card, I got my eternal passport into the kingdom, I'm good to go. But if that's what Christianity is all about, then what does it mean for us right now? What kind of impact is it supposed to have on our lives today? And so this is something that I've been pondering and thinking about, And I actually think that Jesus has something important to say about this. And I'm going to show to you up on the screen here from John. This is the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10. And I want us just to read this all together. Here we go. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus says that he came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want you to know something here, what Jesus isn't saying. Jesus isn't saying that I've come 
in order that they may have life one day and have it abundantly. No, Jesus says that I came to have, that I came that they may have life, and if I were to bracket that, I would say now, today, and have it abundantly today, because I checked this out in the Greek, because I can, and it's all written in the present tense there. It's present tense, today. I can that they may have life today and have it abundantly today. So what does that mean? What does that mean for us to have abundant life? So here's the thing. There are some Christians, there are some Christians who think that to have abundant life means that believing in Jesus, that he'll give you all the, all the desires of your heart. So believing in Jesus means that if you want that smoking hot wife, man, if you just believe and pray, he's going to give it to you. Believing in Jesus means if you want that smoking hot husband, you know, the guy who plays Thor, (laughs) believing in Jesus and just praying, right? He's the guy nowadays. Everyone's gaga over, right? Believing in Jesus means, right, praying, boom, he's going to give it to you. Or you know what? If you want that, that sports car, the BMW, whatever it is, just believing in Jesus, right? Or you want to just be filthy rich, believing in Jesus? No. That's not what Jesus meant when he talked about abundant life. And here's the thing, Jesus never, ever, ever promised that. So that's just wrong. There are other people, though, other Christians, who when they look at this idea of abundant life, they, they tend to equate it with all the good things in life. And they might say things like, well, you know, abundant life is that we, we get to be in this, this community of fellow believers together. Abundant life means we get to worship together, great music, inspiring messages, right? <laughs> this is what abundant life means. Well, I think those are all great blessings. And those are good things, but I actually don't think that's what Jesus meant when he was talking about abundant life. Let's indulge in that for a moment. Let's just say that abundant life is equated with the good things of life. So what happens when the bad comes? Does abundant life stop? Does it dry up? So, for example, what happens if that diagnosis of cancer comes? There's some of you in this room that I I imagine that you know what that's like because you've had loved ones go through that. Two months ago, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. She has to get a double mastectomy. Does that mean there's no abundant life for her because of that? Or how about the, the young couple that's told that their baby isn't going to live? It happened to my wife and I. We were young, married, late 20s, first pregnancy, super excited. My wife went to her regularly scheduled doctor's appointment. She came home and she said, the baby's not growing. A few days later, there was a miscarriage. Does that mean that there is no abundant life, right? So 
if we just equate abundant life with, with the good things that happen in life, then that means, well, what does that mean when the bad occurs? You see, here's the thing. I think when Jesus is talking about abundant life, Jesus is talking about himself. Jesus is saying that abundant life means having him in your life. It means having the crucified and resurrected Jesus in your life. It means that the resurrected Jesus still bears the scars of his crucifixion for you. Eternal tattoos that are signs of God's love for you. Abundant life means that having Jesus means having eternal life now. It doesn't mean that we have to wait until the future to get it. It means that we have it today. Abundant life in Jesus, having abundant life in him and that eternal life in him means that when the stuff of life comes, we can face it. We can lean into our Savior amidst the goods, the bads, and the uglies of this life. So I had this really um, odd prayer. It's okay, I'm an odd guy. Some of you laugh. More of you just laughed. It's okay, because I come from Arizona, a state that has marine biology courses in the middle of the desert. So, this is my prayer. My prayer is that I want to see that baptismal font in the back dry up. Right? Odd prayer. The reason why I want to see that baptismal font in the back dry up is because I want to see a lineup of people coming and saying, Pastor, Pastor, how can I receive, get that abundant life that Jesus is talking about? And I would say it happens there. It happens in baptism. It happens there where that crucified and resurrected Jesus comes into your life where that abundant life begins there, where God pours out his abundant grace upon you, where the journey begins. I want to see that font dry up so that we have to keep replacing it because people keep wanting to come and saying, I want that. Here's the thing. Don't wait until you're on your last breath of life try to figure this whole thing out, to try to get your kind of final pass at the end. Because Jesus is calling you now. Jesus is calling you today to have life and have it abundantly. Let's pray. Father God, you have called us to have abundant life through your Son, which you give to us so freely. Move our lives in such a way where we crave that abundant life. Stir in our hearts a desire for that abundant life. 
and make our hearts restless until they find its rest in you. In the name of our abundant Savior, Jesus, we pray and we say together, Amen.